You're listening to Leave It to Neva with me, Neva Lee Reckler, the show that's changing the world one conversation at a time. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Leave It to Neva show. This is your host, Neva Lee Reckler, and today we have no guests. It is just me. I'm doing my first monologue show. And I'm really excited for this. Today, we're going to be talking all about the strive for pride. This is something I'm really passionate about because if anybody's known me for like 10 seconds, they know how I am so involved in the LGBTQ plus community and other areas where people just get to be proud of who they are and who they love and how they identify without being scared that something's gonna get in their way or something something's gonna get in their way or something's gonna stop them and I'm so passionate about being so outspoken about who I am because I want to create a world at least when people are in my presence they know that they can be who they are and they're loved and accepted just the way that they are and I also know that with this with striving for pride there used to be a time where we couldn't strive for pride and there's still some areas where we can't strive for pride um and so today's conversation is going to be circled mainly around the LGBTQ plus community and my relationship with that and the walk to becoming fully proud of who you are, despite the fact there's some bumps in the road and how to gracefully drive over them, even though it can be kind of scary sometimes. And I have a poem that I wrote, which I'll be sharing after we come back from break, which I'm really excited about. So Yeah, we're going to go straight into the break right now. And then when I come back, we will get into the poems. Um, And for everybody listening, I just want to remind you to go join our community, please. We, if you are looking for areas to become a little bit more proud of who you are and areas that are already proud of who you are, our community is, I think, the perfect place for that. Um, We have so many amazing people in this network who are here to love and support you on your journey. And despite the bumps in the road, we are here to be proud of you and let encourage you to be proud of who you are as well. So definitely go check that out and remember to keep staying tuned for the Leave It's Neva show. This is continuing to unravel and I cannot wait. So yeah, we've been talking all about the strive for pride and we'll be right back after the break. Thank you for listening to the superpower network. If you're ready to transform yourself and transform the world through podcasting, we invite you to join us. We co-create a non-competitive, collaborative environment designed to support you as you step into your greatness. Go now to superpowerexperts.com and click on the Programs tab to get started today. Okay, we're back and we've been talking all about the Strive for Pride. So I'm quite proud of that topic, of the title. Um... So this is a conversation I think that can be really scary for some people to talk about sometimes because, I mean, I can speak from my own personal experience. I had experiences going to a church and not being accepted due to my identity within the LGBTQ plus community um, and watching people I love be asked not to go back. And I've cussed kids out before being homophobic and argued with the kid until he literally was lost for words about because he's being transphobic to one of my friends. Um, I've had so many opportunities along the way to discover who I am. And some of those opportunities were kind of scary. And sometimes people didn't really 
accept me for who I was, but there were so many times where people did. And I know that there's some people who haven't had the same opportunities that I have. And I'm quite fortunate to have been raised in an environment where I know I'm safe to be fully who I am with no repercussions for it. Um, But I think still in today's day and age, despite the fact we've come so far within the social justice and equality spaces, there are still so many areas where people are really scared to be honest about who they are. Um, Looking at like the don't say gay bills that have been passed and what's going on in Florida and Texas as of right now, and that people are really scared to be open about their identities because what happens if somebody finds out? But I think that despite all of that, we have come such a long ways. And I think it's silly to think that we're just going to automatically go back in time to where people are just like they absolutely can't talk about it. And whilst that is true in some areas, I think that we're coming into a place right now in the world where we kind of had to take some steps backwards to take the steps needed to go forwards. And it can be scary not being able to fully disclose who you are or to be worried that people aren't going to fully accept you. And it can be scary to not fully understand who you are and who you want to be in this world. But I think that the scariness makes it so much more, so much more worth fighting for. I think I said that correctly. Um, And I think also with the scariness is it shows you kind of it lets you and gives you the opportunities to fight for what you stand for and to fight for who you are and to when I say fight it doesn't mean like you have to get your swords out and like go to battle but I mean I think sometimes it's a bit of an internal fight that we experience when it comes to our identities because it's really scary and it's a big conversation that I know so many so many people still struggle with but I think it gives you the opportunity to kind of quote unquote win the battle and get over your fears and be proud of who you are. And I mean, I've only been on this world for like 12 years going on 13 decently soon, but I've seen a lot in the world and I've seen people discover who they are. I've discovered who I am and still am discovering that. And I've seen people grow up in environments where I know they can't be outward about who they are. And I've seen people have similar experiences to me where they can be. And everybody has their different journey on this world and in this life that we all get to live together. But I think a big part of like the beauty and all of it is knowing it's not always going to be perfect. And like my experiences, at least being a part of the LGBTQ plus community and figuring what all that means and being in some environments where people weren't really sure how to look at me afterwards. Um, it kind of gave me the opportunity to almost take like an FU approach and kind of go and do the opposite because I mean, if anybody's seen me out in public, I wear rainbows and I'm proud of it. And I have a bunch of pride flags in my room and I'm kind of the person that makes being gay like a part of their identity but it is a part of my identity so why wouldn't I be loud and proud about it especially when I can be and I think I was talking with my mom um 
because we both choose not to shave and we did an episode on reclamation called to shave or not to shave if you want to learn about that um and we were talking about how she actively chooses to do what she does and look how she looks and dress how she dresses because if it gives people who look at her a like little glimpse of hope to say like hey we don't have to be cookie cutter and fit in these boxes then she's going to keep doing that and that's something i actively do of if i have the opportunity to show people that they can be proud of who they are and they don't have to back down because they're scared they're going to make somebody uncomfortable or whatever it is i'm going to keep doing it and i'm going to be loud and i'm going to wear rainbows because i can and i mean they're pretty cool so like why one of that and I was talking with a family friend of ours a little while ago about how we're talking about like my experiences with identity and stuff like that, similar to this topic and how something I learned is that we're, we're talking more of like safety as far as being like a part of more quote unquote, like minority groups and whatever. Um, and I mentioned how I learned that somebody else's safety should never come be should Wait, hold on, let me reverse that. Somebody else's comfort should never come before somebody else's safety. But to elaborate on that as well, somebody else's comfort should never come before somebody else's right to live how they want to live. Quite proud of that. I'll allow you to sit with that for a minute. I'm going to sit with that for a minute. Because I think a lot of the times people tend to back down or shy away from conversations because they're scared about what other people are going to think. Um, I've had experiences where I came out to people and they kind of looked at me like I had two heads. Um, it'd be kind of cool if I did, but I don't. So they looked at me quite weirdly. And I've been asked if I think I'm broken. I've been asked if I think God would think I'm broken. Um, all the things I've heard people say really nasty things about people like me. And it can be hard to hear sometimes, but if anything, I think it made me strong enough to not back away from those conversations because now I'm at the point where if anybody thinks I'm going to shy away from a conversation because I'm scared to make it uncomfortable, they're very wrong because these conversations, we have the opportunity to have these conversations happen because I think honestly, we're at a point in time in the world right now where I think a lot of conversations, especially around like social justice and equality are kind of like, they just have been put off for too long on some level because it's kind of like, well, why wouldn't people just have basic human rights to be who they want to be in love who they want to love and look how they look and not be scared of like people hate criming them for it. But I think right now we're at a place where the people who are willing to fight for this are going to keep talking until everybody else who disagrees shuts up. And I think we're at a cool place right now where we have so many people who are willing to fight for it, who are willing to stand up for it. And whatever it is, not just the LGBTQ community, but women's rights, we're seeing a lot of stuff around abortion right now, racial equality, um, disabled rights, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. That's a fun word, et cetera. But we're seeing so many people and it's like we're shining these big beacons of light and we're saying like, okay, the darkness needs to last no longer because we're going to keep shining the lights on people until everybody has a chance to stand in the spotlight. So yeah, that's where I'm out with it. And so the poem I wrote 
is called My Gay Little Heart. And I wrote this at a time um, a little while ago when I was struggling a bit more with my identity and struggling with knowing that people disagree with it and seeing the don't take gay bills and stuff like that coming out. And I was just kind of like, what the hell are we doing, y'all? Um, that's what this poem is about. So I'm just going to go ahead and read it, I guess. <clears throat> my gay little heart stops at each beat of hatred. My gay little heart cannot imagine a world where its presence is a felony. My gay little heart pounds even faster at the thought of true freedom. My gay little heart dares to love. Yet the love in the construct that I understand undergoes reprimand. My gay little heart struggles to breathe at the thought of its love being something that's forbidden. My gay little heart will never fully understand why its identity is seen as a disease. My gay little heart is lit on fire with the thought of anyone who would dare to try to stop its beating. My gay little heart does not understand the flames that surround it. My gay little heart strives to love, yet, yet love is something that is seen under one depiction. My gay little heart has millions of descriptions. So how is my gay little heart, the one who dares to love, supposed to continue to live under the fiery flames of hate? My gay little heart will continue to pound until that question is answered, because love is something no hatred could take away. I'm quite proud of that poem, y'all. And to elaborate on that and dissect it farther is like I cannot laugh and make jokes about this topic of people who like I'm just talking about the LGBT community for right now and for people who there is serious problems still in this world where if somebody were to come out if somebody were to say hey I'm trans or hey I'm gay, whatever it is, where they would not be received for it. And there are still people who lose their lives over this type of thing. And there was once a time where it was an even bigger problem looking at the times where Stonewall was happening. And I love going back in history to see how far we've come. And it can be difficult sometimes to look at how far we've come when we still live in a world where people's love is seen as forbidden. Like, I can't list off all the countries and stuff right now, but there are still some places where people like me are considered illegal. And it can be really easy to want to seep into the wanting to be sad about it. And because it is, it is a struggle and it is difficult. And it, it's not easy to know that if certain people found out something about you, they wouldn't look at you the same. And I, I, I've had that experience. And I remember when I was trying to figure out who I was and like the the times where I would get in really big arguments with kids over this and not to pat myself on the back or anything, but I definitely won. But to see people say things about people who are like me because they were uneducated or they, they had this hatred programmed into their brains because honestly, nobody, nobody just like pops out of somebody. I like some, nobody's just born and is like, all of a sudden I'm going to hate everybody for something. Or I'm going to hate this specific group of people. They learn it because as kids, I think, unless we're truly programmed to feel that strongly about something, we just 
see it as love. And I think that love gets mistranslated into hatred when people are uneducated or they're fearful. And I mean, that kind of stems from the same place. And it can be difficult to continue to have hope sometimes when it seems like we're taking so many steps backwards. But if there's one thing I've seen is that there's so many people who refuse to back down and refuse to stop having these conversations because we're tired of fighting. But it might be necessary at times. And um, if, if you haven't listened to it, I deeply encourage you to check out the episode I did with my, my really good friend and mentor, Jay Wow, where we talked about, all about fighting for inclusion because these conversations are so worth it. And even though it can be really scary sometimes, and even though it feels like sometimes we're like running backwards and it feels like we're falling down like the slippery slope and we're like going to go back into a time where you can't even say the word gay, which in some places that is happening. But I think honestly, it's almost like we're getting an opportunity to, or those step backwards are giving us the opportunity to turn around and walk in forwards in another direction. That doesn't mean that we're going backwards. That doesn't mean that we have to shut up. That doesn't mean that everybody's going to lose their rights. That doesn't mean that love is going to be forbidden. It just gives us a new opportunity and a new lens to look from. And honestly, I feel so strongly about this that just like I said in my poem, love is something no hatred could take away because I think that love is something that people like to put in a box sometimes, especially when they're uneducated about all the different ways that love can look. And it's something that has sometimes had a specific box, a specific shape, size, color, gender, orientation, everything. But that's that's just not true because love looks so many different ways. Love is abstract. Love is like rainbow water because it's so many different colors. It's so many different shapes and sizes and it's fluid and it forms in so many different ways and we get to look at it and we get to admire it and all of its beauty because love is so pretty. And like that's, that's the only way to describe it is love is beautiful because and no matter what the love is, no matter if it's romantic, platonic, whatever it is, no matter if it's two same gendered people, whether or not it's two people of the opposite gender, whether it's two people of opposite races, whatever it is, love is beautiful. And to think that hatred is something that's strong enough to take away from something that beautiful and that bright, I think it's I think it's silly. Because love has overcome like all. And I mean I, I stand by that. Love wins all the time, no matter how it looks. And no matter how much you feel like you have to fight for it, love wins the battle every single time. I remember when I came out to one of my my coaches um, at church, and I've shared this story multiple times, and, and she asked if I think God would think differently of me or if God would think I'm broken for who I love. And I said no, because, and I, mean, I mean, looking at some of the discrimination I've seen within churches and stuff is people put love in this box and so they put all love in a box and I've seen people say things like God has unconditional love but what happens when your love doesn't look the same as others 
then is God's love conditional? I don't think so. Because if love is something that's unconditional, that means that love has no box. Love has no expiration date. Love doesn't look at you and say, I love you, but only if you love people who look like this and act like this and who are this gender, whatever it is, love doesn't have conditions. Love isn't like a product with the term, like a service online with the terms and conditions laid out. Love just gives it to you for free. And if anybody tries to tell you that love is something other than that, then I don't think it's true, at least in my opinion. Because, I mean, that's that's at the heart of it is even though it can be scary sometimes to fight for love and even though sometimes it can feel kind of hopeless because I've gone to that point a few times before where it's felt like well oh my gosh like am I just not going to be able to talk to these people about who I am and that that's kind of scary sometimes to think like why do these people look at me like I have some fleshing disease on my face but I think something I've learned is that you you kind of get to learn what you prioritize more is like we were talking about earlier is do you prioritize somebody else's comfort in terms and conditions and boxes that they want to put you in or do you prioritize love in whatever way you want it to look? And I think we get a real opportunity to decide what that is for ourselves. So I have a challenge for everybody. If you're if this topic resonates with you, and whether you're part of the LGBTQ plus community, whether you've had similar experiences to me, whether you're just an ally, whatever it is, whatever, not just an ally, allies, we love you. Whatever it is, whatever your path is, if you're listening and this is something you resonate with and you're like, Yes, I want to fight for love, however your love looks. Then I encourage you to look at any boxes that you might have surrounding love. Not saying that you put the boxes on them, but if there's anything where it's like, it can be kind of easy to do is like one and put something in a stereotype or like a box because sometimes it's easier to just like kind of go along with what society says it is. But those boxes can be really limiting. It's like, it kind of reminds me of like, I don't know if I knew it, else that's ever heard this as a kid but like when you get really tall and people are like i'm gonna put a brick on your head so you stop growing up it's kind of like that like boxes kind of do that of or like fishes in a fishbowl right like fish can't continue to grow if it's in a really tiny fishbowl don't put yourself in a tiny fishbowl don't put a brick on your head because i mean you can but i feel like it's a lot easier if you give yourself an entire ocean and if you stand on top of the brick instead and make yourself even taller and shine your light even brighter. So if you're listening, this resonates with you. I encourage you to look at those boxes and remove them. And know that this strive for pride, no matter what you're proud of, is very important. Because honestly, like I can't imagine a world where people were always forced to confine to boxes like imagine if everybody looked the same identified the same it'd be kind of boring like i don't know if anybody's watched this but the one of my favorite books is a wrinkle in time um and there's a scene where they go to this neighborhood 
and the neighborhood looks the same. Like everybody in the houses is dressed the same. Every kid is playing the same thing. Every mom says the same thing when they walk out of the house. It's all, it's all just the same. Like imagine if the world was actually like that. It'd be really, really boring. <laughs> like it's so cool to be able to look at the world and think about all of the different people that exist in it. Because everybody has their own story to tell and everybody's font to their story is different. Everybody's book cover and book title is different than the others. And sometimes we're similar and sometimes we're not. And I think it's good to celebrate it all. Celebrate the difference, celebrate the, the diversity, celebrate the similarities that we have. And I think the core similarity we have is that we all strive for love on some level. And to try to take that away be really boring really sad so let's not let's fight for it and let's strive for it and it doesn't have to be a big scary bloodshed battle it can be something where we're all going in with like riding unicorns and having rainbow swords and it's all a fun party with confetti afterwards it can look however we want it to look but i think we have that opportunity to play with it and to just look at the world and to see love and to see it all. And I think what I think what the world is going to come to eventually is a world where these kinds of conversations don't even need to happen, where we don't have to fight for the right to say gay, where we don't have to fight for the right to be seen as human where our rights are the same, where people are treated equally, where people aren't getting hurt over who they love and how they identify. But a world where it doesn't even have to be a conversation. A world where people can just love and stay in love. And I think a big part of love and something we can work on now is work on loving yourself. That's something that's really important because we can't necessarily control the world. And I mean, maybe I have this power where I can be like Thanos and like snap my fingers and instead of like wiping half the population out, I like just make everybody super loving and accepting. But as of right now, I do not have those powers to my knowledge. So what I think we can all do to work for is work on loving yourself. Because honestly, I think with this type this type of conversation is if you don't accept yourself then even if people were to accept you you wouldn't accept the fact that they accept you like if i were to be in the constant state of stress of like oh my gosh what are people going to think like what if they found out that i like girls what if they find out that i'm gay like what if they find out that i'm trans whatever it is if i were to constantly be in a state of fear of like thinking the world is out to get me. If I was out to get myself and thinking like, oh my gosh, I'm broken and I need to change this thing about me. If anybody's watched really early 2000 movie called But I'm a Cheerleader that I sat there and watched with my parents multiple times. Um, Buddy's buddy was watched that. They, they see that this girl goes to a like a straight camp where she has to like, her parents send her away to like make her straight. Like a conversion therapy camp, except they're making light out of it. And she ends up, turning into a raging lesbian and goes off and lives happily ever after with your girlfriend um i think we can all kind of take like that perspective of like just kind of play around with it like that's something i like to do is 
when people have something not nice to say about who I am or what I love, it's just kind of look at it to think, hmm, that's kind of funny that you think like that's going to impact me. And just don't let it impact you. Like the Beatles say, all we need is love. And if somebody looks at you and they have anything other than something loving to say, just walk away. Doesn't mean you have to like physically walk away, but distance yourself and don't let it impact you because you are amazing. Whoever's listening to this, you're amazing and you're loved. And if you're struggling to see that in yourself, know that I see it in you. And love is amazing. And it is something that we should continue to strive to be proud of because I am very proud of it. And it's taken me a little bit to get to that point where I can say I'm proud of it. I'm proud of who I love. I'm proud of who I am and how I identify. And I hope that one day everybody will be there too. And it's a journey. And it, it can be scary sometimes, but it is so worth it if we are willing to strive for it. So those are my final thoughts. Remember, I encourage you to not put yourself in a fishbowl and to not put bricks on your head and to not put yourself in boxes. Boxes are for Amazon packages. Binaries are for computers. Bricks are for building houses. Fishbowls are for fish. Don't put yourself in anything that's constricting. Put yourself in a big rainbow ocean, whatever you want it to look like, but don't well, I can't tell you what not to do, but I can encourage you to, to not do that and to give yourself enough room to fully figure out who you are and to learn to love it and love all of it and know that it's not going to be perfect all the time. Because whilst I might be very proud of who I am and I might be, and I'm not ashamed to say I love who I love and I'm not ashamed to say this is who I am and how I identify. And whilst my pronouns and my orientation make up a very small part of me. It is still something that I get to be proud of. And whilst it's not always perfect, I still get to love it. And I encourage you to do the same. So whatever your love looks like, whatever you want to call it, whoever you are, however you identify, your love is amazing. And I love it. And I love you. So continue to do it. Continue to be proud of it. Be proud of who you are. Be proud of who you love. Be proud of who you how you identify. Be proud of what you look like, what you believe, what you stand for. All of it. Be proud of who you are. So that's all I have for real this time. And if you need a reminder, again, I encourage you to go check out our community because Honestly, it's like one of the, my favorite places to lean into. Um, we have awesome events. I do events sometimes. Um, and it's continuing to grow. And I cannot wait to see it grow farther. And I cannot wait to see some of you there. And I cannot wait to continue to walk on this journey of life. And to continue to go into the battles, riding our unicorns with our rainbow swords together and building up whatever love we have and making it an even stronger and brighter light than it already is so thank you for listening i know this conversation is a bit all over the place my monologues will continue to grow and so will the show thank you for your support thank you for being you i know that i'm proud of it and you should be proud of it too
thanks again. Remember to go love others and love yourself. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to the Superpower Network. Go now to superpowerexperts.com to unlock your superpowers and change your life today.